happy black history month (laughs) y'all even though i am black every single day this month i get to emphasize just how melanated i am i am so hyped and ready to discuss all things related to my culture with you and i know that each week you will walk away with something new now that being said if you aren't black or brown it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to listen to this month's episodes Just like with anything else, take what you need and leave the rest. This week's guest is a realness favorite. Jerrica is back again, this time to discuss colorism and self-hate within our own community. This isn't a bashing episode, but more of an encouragement to get it together. Consider our thoughts the next time you start to self-hate or speak about anyone with negativity. As cliche as it sounds, y'all, we have to be the change that we want to see. And as my good sis Issa Rae says, I'm rooting for everybody black. Hello, hello, Miss Jerrica. Oh, excuse me, Jerrica. For the people, for the folks. (laughs) My professional name. Thank you. Your government. Yes. What's up, Jerrica? Nothing much. Girl, you know, your episode, uh, Sway K. Swiss, had like the most downloads, period. Oh, thank you for the love, guys. I mean, (laughs) you know, I don't know why. All right, you know why. (laughs) We know. Give the people what they want. Right. So that's why I'm happy to have you here today because obviously you're my best friend. And we have a lot of things to talk about. We've talked about so many things like over the phone and riding in the car that I'm like, you know, we need to put some of these conversations on an episode. Definitely. So I think that with the way that things have been going so far in the world, we've both come to the consensus that self-hate is like huge right now in the black community right will you say that yeah i would definitely say that yeah and we got to talk about it because if we don't who is child yeah yeah definitely <laughs> we got to get into it because that's the only way to you know get to us in some type of solution is to talk about it exactly so i just want to preface this episode with saying that trigger warning okay because we're not playing on this one this is self-hate as y'all know i've already talked about self-love in a previous episode and i think it's only right to continue that conversation with self-hate but i think that self-hate and self-love other than like for the obvious reasons you got to come at it with two different sides from two different sides because self-love is something that you know we nurture ourselves we care for ourselves we do self-care we speak kindly to ourselves Mm -hmm. that's on us but I think that self-hate has so many different avenues Mm -hmm. that like we got to come from all sides right (laughs) it's layers of this yes (laughs) layers yes so let's pop it off Jerrica because I think you're the perfect person to have this conversation with you're super aware I don't like really saying woke yeah. Because I feel like mm, it's a lot of fake woke people. It's a lot of sleep woke people. Yes. But it's important for you to be aware. And I think that you are very much aware of who you are and your melanin skin. Mm-hmm. And so let's get it started. What what When you think about self-hate, what do you think about? Um, Mostly what I think about and what I see the most mm-hmm. is colorism within mm-hmm. the black community. 
like it's still so prevalent and with social media it's mm-hmm. like you see it and hear it even more now like yeah. you would see it growing up but i think like it's like definitely in your face now yeah and it just kind of makes me sad mm-hmm. definitely like for the new generation of because i feel like it affects definitely black boys and black girls mm-hmm. um that are still like forming their you know their yeah. self-worth wow. you know so it makes me sad and it makes me want to get to the root of it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people just, they want to bury it and be like, oh no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's my preference, you know? So what if I prefer a skin color that Ooh. doesn't look anything like mine? Like, what's the big deal? Like, yeah. you have to understand <laughs> that yeah. that is a problem. Like, Well, first I think, explain what colorism is to, for the people. Yeah, so um, colorism, I feel like since black people have been brought to America, Mm -hmm. um, we've always been told, like, our skin color being as dark as it is was ugly. It's always Mm -hmm. been described as ugly with women. It's been described as mannish, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just always been something that's been considered a burden to black people in America, like, for a long time. Like, your um, skin is, people see your skin color and what that represents Mm -hmm. to them before they see you as a person. Exactly. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have preconceived, you know, notions and ideas of who you are as a person because of how you look. And unfortunately, that's just kind of how the world works. Like, we just automatically assume we know people based off what our eyes can see. But I feel like specifically for black people, we've had, we've been, it's been, pushed in our in our head since day one mm-hmm. that the lighter that you are the more that you're like worthy oh, the more wow. beautiful that you are yeah the easier you know some certain things come to you yeah um I mean it's been countless studies of this like this isn't just something that people just talk about for anything yeah. like y- we know mm-hmm. <laughs> whether you want to admit it or not like we know we see it we hear it some of us perpetrate we some of us do it ourselves you know what i'm saying it's always been something that you may have to fight against because i feel like you have to unlearn the things that were pushed into you even as a child so colorism is basically anything closer to lighter skin is ideal like white is right white is right white uh white ice is colder right you know we've heard that before right and with you saying that it's something that colorism is something that has been taught i watched a documentary in school where there was these you know like a a a diverse group of children Mm -hmm. and they had black dolls and white dolls Mm -hmm. and they would set the kids in the room and so like okay which doll is a good doll and the white kids the black kids they will all say the white doll was good Mm -hmm. and they will say well which one is the bad doll and they will all point to the black doll Mm -hmm. and when you ask them why specifically the black kids like white kids that's a whole nother thing but what really broke my heart was seeing the black boys and the black girls and the latino girls and boys saying like the black doll was bad or was ugly Mm -hmm. you know or was dumb Mm -hmm. and it was like well why Mm -hmm. and they would say i don't know Mm -hmm. or sometimes it was some of them said like because they're dark Mm -hmm. i'm like you're you're five you're five years old and you've already been told or you already understand 
that because this doll is black or darker skin that they're wrong or bad or ugly or stupid right and how many times does that like really translate over into people's real lives to where these kids grow up thinking at five years old i'm not good enough i'm not i'm not as good as sally because my skin is dark yeah like, it's really sad. And what people are we doing? like to say like kids don't they don't have self awareness. Kids they they yeah. do. Definitely the older they do, they they start to realize where they fit in in society. Yeah, exactly. So kids know. They, <laughs> they know. be on game. Definitely. And, and, and they see what they see what their parents do. Mm-hmm. They see what society sees. Mm-hmm. They're not exempt just because they're kids. Like if more so, they're even more observant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they are children. So I just, I just thought that was like, I'm getting so mad. Like yeah, I, I already know. knew I was gonna be pissed about this episode. <laughs> but like, just even I got so mad in class watching it because, like, everybody's in a different place as far as that goes. And obviously, there's always gonna be someone that's trying to like analyze it. Like, well, mm-hmm. maybe they just thought like, bro, like, yeah. come on, yeah. we we can't justify a video right now at this point like you can see what the kids are saying so i i hate a justifier bro like anyway go on so many of those (laughs) like so many people will try to like simplify it or act like it's not a problem i'm like y'all don't understand the more that you ignore a problem yeah the worse it gets that goes for anything so like no we really need to get onto this because we're gonna have a generation of children oh my gosh they're not even they're not even (laughs) teaching black history at this point like i was i i'm always like seeing stuff on facebook but there's like some kids don't even know what the trail of tears were for Mm -hmm. the indians the native americans they don't don't understand that christopher columbus was like not a good person like they don't understand you know what i'm saying they don't understand like or they're not learning about slavery i mm-hmm. i read on it was like some it was like a, a um a course for kindergartners or first graders where they said that the slaves wanted to be you oh know on gosh. the plantation stuff because they were getting money and they were learning a trade and they had a, pl- a safe place to stay and you know they mm-hmm. wanted to be there i'm like y'all teaching them that slavery was oh so now we kanye <laughs> slavery was a choice <laughs> like, yeah so now we out here they, i'm telling you it's really bad like <sighs> if you have black children you you really have to be the one in charge of teaching them their history because they're right. not gonna learn that in school it's just it's not it's not gonna happen let me tell you like when i learned about slavery it was very <laughs> i don't know if this is the best way they should have did it because it was low-key traumatic <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but no like i i went i'm from delaware and um up there they have a black wax museum in baltimore it's mm-hmm. only like maybe an hour or two to um drive there and i was in like an after school program and they took us there and it was, it's, if you ever go there, it's still there. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. You know what I'm saying? I, I encourage anybody to go there. But when you go in there, they actually have like a slave ship. And oh, yes, uh-huh. it's everything is, they show you, they make it as realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. So when I went in there and I'm looking at people in cages, kids mm-hmm. with, you know, with the metal around their neck and it's it's a lot of things that I don't even want to go into. It was like it was a bit much for a child. Yeah. <laughs> but it literally woke me up to the the things that black people had 
went through when mm. we got here. Like it was, it was an eye opener. Like yeah. you know, at that age, I'm thinking like, oh no, we're all equal. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, we no, there's no color. You know, with the colorblind. Oh my god, girl, of, don't you start on that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> when I seen that, I, I really got to understand the struggles of my ancestors and mm-hmm. what they went through. And I mean, it made me really sad, but it also made me somewhat proud. Yeah. To have that, you know what I'm saying? They 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 survived that. Yeah. Period. Your bloodline strong, girl. Right, girl, <laughs> you know how many black people had to survive to mm-hmm. get to like who I am. Exactly. So it was definitely an eye opener to learn my history, and it I definitely feel like learning learning my history shaped who I am and how I view the world today. Like, I don't consider myself a bitter person, but I'm very aware. Like, I'm not, I don't have the the blinders on. Like, I'm going to see things for what it is, and it's important to to teach a child to be aware in this world. Because... Yeah. yeah, so even with all that, I love that. I, they have a similar um, museum in Washington, D.C. No, it w- actually, was I in Boston? I was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. We went to Detroit, I think, and um, we saw the same. We It was a similar museum where they took you through the whole thing. Like, we walked through this area that was supposed to simulate a ship. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had a CD track playing of, like, people mm-hmm. moaning crying. and crying mm-hmm. and kiss. Yes. Girl, I, I almost had, like, a panic attack yes. in there. we were having panic attacks yeah. <laughs> as it kids. Was, it yeah. was so, like, oh, my God. Like, I like look, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Like, it was so just, like, whoa, to see exactly what, mm-hmm. you know, what it looked like. And it's, it was so dirty. And all you could see was, like, feet and heads. Yeah. Like, that's how they did it. Yep. And I was, like... Wow. It was like telling me the boogeyman was real at yeah. that age. Like, th- there's no way that this happened. Yeah. There's no way. And y'all are telling me, like, this happened for real to, like, my people. Like, real people. To real people. Yes. Girl, it's crazy. <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, knowing all of this mm-hmm. and being able to be exposed to this, just because they're not teaching in schools, which I think is tragic mm-hmm. in itself, but as adults, as black, young adults, mm-hmm. why knowing the things that we've gone through as a people, mm-hmm. why would you hate yourself when you see how far our people, our ancestors, the people who came before us had to go just for us to be here? Right. And you turn around and you hate yourself and yeah. you say that your color is ugly and you bleed your skin yeah. and you deny... Girl, I'm getting so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is real stuff. Oh my yeah, God. I think about it a lot. It is. It's like, how dare you? Yeah. Actually. So how do we get to a place or how do we how do we talk to those people? Because it's to a point now where like, I can't. I've been in rooms with people mm. who think like that, who mm. like deny themselves as a black person or who would do everything in their power to be seen as everything but black. Mm. When excuse me. But the first thing they see is your blackness, period. Whether you want to be identifiable as a freaking parrot (laughs) or a cat or a dog, they're still going to see, oh, that's a black parrot. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so how how do you how do you reach those people? And what how do you even start that conversation without like punching them in the face? (laughs) Because it is something that needs we need to help them. Yeah, it's very frustrating. I I, I will admit, I I get extremely frustrated with people like that to the point where I don't want to have any communication because it's just like you're draining. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But like, um, 
honestly, education, you can start off with that if they're open to it. I, people, grown people have to be open to listening, to learning, mm. to, you know what I'm saying? There's so many people that are very closed off to like getting new information <laughs> about themselves. Girl, <laughs> so you know I'm in school. Yeah. And I've told you about some of the experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you about this one experience. No shade, no tea. It's just the truth. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, there was this girl that I met in class. Uh, or maybe that's too much information. I don't. I don't care. What <laughs> they probably don't listen to it anyway. Whatever. But I met someone mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who basically like doesn't want to be black Mm. like i mean it's not they're out here walking around like a clear person like you know like like a a ghost right you know they're clearly a black woman right but they're walking around like they don't want to be so they say things like i don't want to have black children Mm. or obama wasn't black he was biracial Mm. i don't know why we're not having that conversation or you know, black people are loud, or I don't, I don't really mix with black people that well. Like, you know how? I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm y'all. I'm at. So you know how you just like you hear stuff. You're just like, hmm. Because I try to give everybody a fair chance to just be who they are. Mm-hmm. Because everyone didn't grow up how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't have the same experience that I had to make me feel like my black is beautiful. Because that was a journey for me as well. Mm-hmm. But to hear someone out their mouth say something as, like, asinine and disgusting as, I don't want to have black children. As a black person, how are you not going to have black children? That's... <laughs> if you, if you even, I don't care if you have a child with an alien. That child could be black. It's going to have some black on them. It's, yeah. You can call it biracial. That's fine. I'm not excluding mixed race people. You guys, you, that's you. You Mixed race, biracial, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget that with every mixed race, regardless, you're, you're part of two. So if you mix race with an alien, you black and you alien. Right. You both. Right. So to deny one and say you don't want to have that is like excluding your whole self. So you don't want something that looks like you. Right. So what's the problem with you that you don't want to see in something else? Exactly. That's the epitome of (laughs) self-hate. You want to erase yourself. It don't get it doesn't get any more clear than that. Like, but why? Like, what is it about you that you hate so much that you can't even fathom birthing yourself? Girl, that is so deep to me. That's so far down in the hate that I don't even know. I can't even fathom that feeling. You can't. But we have to because some kind of way they have to know that you don't have to stay there. Self-hate is real, but self-love is realer. And just like you can find yourself being in this place where you can't identify with anything, you can you can climb out of that hole if you want to. Mm -hmm. So being in a place where you're hearing these different conversations, you have the opportunity to learn as an adult about whatever you want to learn about. How do you pull those people in? It's. It's hard, like you said, like adults are very stuck in their ways. And sometimes when you tell people that they're wrong about something, they become very defensive and they're not open to like listen. So with those situations, I can't say that I have the answer as how to make black people 
understand their own beauty. Like, <laughs> I, I really don't have the answer. But I think some of the ways we can curb, we can eradicate, we can take it, I guess, mm. take it out of the community as much is starting with our kids. Mm. The next generation, like, it has to be, like, black parents really have to step it up in teaching yeah. your children their history because they're not going to learn it in school. I mean, growing up, you know what I'm saying? It's not like my mom was, like, adamant about constantly teaching me about black history, but she made, you know, she made me look at documentaries. She made me look at roots. You know, I always had black art. <laughs> yeah, girl, she, you going to sit down and oh, <laughs> going to watch this whole five-hour-long <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Like, it was good. Like, I was mad because I'm like, dang, this is long. But it was very, like, things like that really did shape my mm. brain. Like, as a black person, it honestly did. Um, but, you know, I always had, like, black doll babies. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was always in my psyche of mm. being proud to be black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it really does start with the children because, honestly... Once you get to a certain age, like I said, adults have to be open yeah. to really get a better understanding of who they are. And if somebody that far gone, I'm not sure how you can bring them back. <laughs> well, shoot, Maybe. keeping it real for realness sake, you, you got to get back. You got to Because get back. if there's a generation of people mm -hmm. who think like this person thinks, then we're going to have a whole bunch of people not knowing who they are. We have that problem already. Yes, yeah, it's, it's here. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. In the media, we see it all the time. Like, colorism, self-hate, bleaching of skin. I think even, like, Black China, she started, like, bleaching. She went to, like, Africa on a skin bleaching thing. And, yeah. like, she was, like, the face of it for a while, which I think is, like, what? And like it's disgusting. Excuse me. <laughs> and and then you see someone that's strong like Michelle Obama mm -hmm. that gets like portrayed in these political cartoons when you know Obama was the president as being a monkey or manly or a gorilla and she was so strong. Yeah. So you tear down the strong black woman, make her out to be this angry ugly person mm -hmm. and then you see someone like black china that gets praised for being fake and skin bleaching and and no real personality how does how as a society do we boost up one and then tear down the other and it was black people that were doing it It wasn't obviously white people were probably spearheading this you know what i'm saying because they 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 have a lack of understanding of who they are let's just start there yeah. but it was black people that were on board with it. Yeah, let's do it's, it. Yeah, it's it's some things. That's why, like, we could talk about racism, too. But I think the missing conversation is definitely, like, the conversations within the black community. Mm -hmm. um, as far as a lot of the toxic ideas that we have yeah. around beauty, period. Based off what? Social, I mean, yeah, social media definitely plays a part. But even beforehand, like, yeah. it was always a thing for guys to be like, oh, I want red. I want light mm. skin. I want my kids to be light skin. Good hair. Good hair. Like, we've all heard. Oh, my God. We've all heard it, like, a million and one times. <laughs> and I'm just like, how does it get here? Like, how does it get here? It was funny because I was having a conversation with a friend before, and I seen this couple in a park, and I'm like, they look kind of similar. Like, they look, they have, like, the same phenotypes. They, they, You know what I'm saying? They look like they're on the same page. And he was just kind of like, people typically 
like to uh, are attracted to people who look like them when they're when they like themselves like when you look in a uh, mirror and you uh-huh. see yourself and you you know you 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 know yourself more than anybody you see yourself yeah. all the time then you typically are attracted to something oh. that you see is beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> in the mirror so typically mm-hmm. if you think you yourself looks ugly or unattractive mm-hmm. or you don't like what you see in a mirror you're going to go for the opposite mm-hmm. like personally me speaking I like what I see in the mirror. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So I typically go for men who has a lot, you know, has a lot of similarities yeah. to myself mm-hmm. as far as skin tone, height, build, whatever. Like, I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But if you don't like what you see and who you are as a person, you're going to want to get rid of that. You're going to want that to go away. Like your friend. Oh, yeah. She doesn't want that to be in her child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of black people do not want their dark skin to be represented in their child mm. and they say things like well i don't want them to go through what i've gone through mm-hmm. well what can you do differently from what you've experienced how can you pour into your child to make their experience different right and that what you said i don't want to exclude because i'm sure i have like biracial you know uh people that listen so it's not saying that your mom and your dad got with the opposite because they didn't like oh, themselves. No. We're not saying no, 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 that. No. Just, you know, to, to add some context to it. It's just that there's a lot of people out here that literally think that their skin is, like, who they are right. is, like, disgusting. If you're specifically seeking out somebody who always looks the exact opposite of you. Yeah. You Sweetie, might want to explore that. That's not just a preference. Like yeah. we really gotta do some self reflection and get mm. to get to the get to the root of why we think that the way yeah. that we think. Like you can't just be out here talking about well, that's just how I am. How did you get there? Because since day one, you've been molded to the person mm. that you are. Mm-hmm. Society, your parents, your community, everything has molded you to the person that you are right now and some of that some of that stuff is toxic yeah it needs to be unlearned and you need to figure out what's what you need to figure out what was the good stuff what was the bad stuff Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you can't just be out here like well that's just what it is no like we've all got some garbage dumped inside of Mm. us that we got to get rid of period what about those people because i told you about my experience in the navy where there was this guy who said like I don't date black girls. Like Mm. I would never date a black girl. Like I hate black girls. And you know, mind you, he was chalk. Like he is Mm. dark skinned. Yeah. So it's like, there's no denying what you are. Right. So why would you say like literally out of his mouth and looking at me and I'm, I'm probably like 22 at the time. So I'm still kind of learning who I am, but I knew I was black and I knew I was beautiful. Yeah. And I knew that, you know, you can tell me <laughs> <laughs> anything, right. you right. know, especially at that age. So it's like for him to look me in my face and mm-hmm. say, I don't like black girls. Oof. I would never date a black girl. Oh my Y'all are loud, ghetto, oh disruptive, like me. Like you, so you knew me for my whole life, right? Oh we grew up together or something, right? Because right? I'm, I'm loud, I'm all these things. And I'm sitting here, I'm looking at him like, so like, are you adopted? Is, <laughs> are you just like a dark skinned white person? Like, yeah, is your yeah. mother not black? It's just, you know, sisters, grandma, aunts. 
uncles, whoever, like, so nobody, you're the only black person in your family? Like, how dare you? You're mm-hmm. talking about your mom, like, right. let alone me. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know me. So right. I, I really don't <laughs> care what you think about me because yeah. I don't want to be with you. No. But you are, like, pissing on everybody that your whole bloodline, all the women, because you came from one. You You just, like, really just... You're disgusting. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how... And you're basing off of what? Because if you can classify me in that as y'all, y'all is loud. Y'all are disruptive. Y'all are ghetto. You don't, I could have had... I could have been born with a silver spoon in my pocket, traveled across the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You don't know nothing about me. Right. How, black people that stereotype other black people yeah, is extremely ironic. Is it? <laughs> It's really twisted because it's like you do realize the same things you're spewing is said about you. Hello, as a black man, are are you are you the exception? Are you the one black person in a sea full of white people? Like there he is. There's that exceptional black man. Like it's 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 twisted. It's really sick when you think about it because it's just like you do realize that the same thing you're saying. Like black people, black women are aggressive, loud. Mm. This that. There's also stereotypes about black men being criminals, rapists, um, being in jail, uneducated. Thieves. Like stereotypes can go around for yeah. days. Like so, you're you're putting in a, a energy in the world that's also going to affect you. Like you cheapen your own brand when you talk about people who look like you. You do realize mm. that. Like, <laughs> and you know what was worse about that? Um, just because you said that. It was me and him were the only two black people in that room. That's embarrassing. There was hella white girls, oh white men, all that. I was in there like I'm. I worked in supplies, so I was picking up parts. Okay. And so it was like me and him talking. And I only I think I walked in on his conversation, and he was like, "What about you?" And I'm like, "I'm just trying to get my stuff." Like, but what y'all talking about? And he like all these white people around, white girls specifically, and I'm just like. <sighs> That's embarrassing. I'll be like, look, these these black people do not speak for us. Um, let me just give y'all a yeah, and don't think because he up here <laughs> right. talking trash Baby. that I won't be damn one of y'all for saying this. I right. I will be all y'all in here right now. We are a different breed. Yeah, okay? no, I hate when they try to like group us in with people like that because like it's just embarrassing. It's like the drunk uncle that's just making the whole family look bad. Yeah, like, you making all of us sound. Crazy. Like pathetic, yes. self-hating losers, and you empowering <laughs> this white girl to go home and be like, hmm, mm-hmm. "Black men like me because I'm not loud, I'm not ghetto, yeah. I'm not disruptive." Yeah. And then it's like you you feel that you got something over me because you're white. And what about your black daughter that you could potentially have? Oh, they don't want black. <laughs> Remember, your daughter is going to be black. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Like if she's going to look. <laughs> Black, and then there's going to be another black man who says the same thing mm. to her, and then how is that going to work out? Mm. How's that going to work out? Like, men like that, let me tell you, first off, if my the blackness in my skin keeps men like that away from me, that's God looking out. Right. <laughs> like, please stay away from me. Like, you will never have a successful relationship if you're that bitter or of a person. And if you're basing, you're basing that off of it, it it's a... There's a difference if you dated black women and your or even no even if you have dated black women and your experience with those you know whoever black women you dated mm-hmm. it was a negative experience that still does not give you the right to group everyone together yeah. because you don't know everyone that's right. just like me having an experience 
with you know a thousand white people of like racism and hate which is would be a a a a nice number to say because i'm sure there's been more than that but and then for me to then group all white people and say that all white people are racist yeah i know that not to be true i have white friends that i'm you know very cool with and they actually seem to be you know very aware of of themselves and their whiteness and their privilege and things like that but it's like for you to be able to group all black women based on the experience that you might have had or then again maybe you didn't have any experience yeah is is it's like it's tragic yeah you have to be a very dense person to you know have very limited experiences and then say like that's everybody like you have to have more common sense than that that's all or nothing (laughs) thinking and that that doesn't work in any scenario it doesn't and it's just gonna make i feel like you might be really losing out on some great people if you have that mentality period like i just judge people for what they show me Mm -hmm. not you know what they look like but not everybody has that type of mentality unfortunately because i never want to lose out on a great friendship or relationship because i like i prejudge somebody based, based on off how they look, how they look. that's yeah. you playing yourself yeah <laughs> you really are so you know men like that are not I, that's that's garbage like yeah. they're not to be dealt with i honestly wouldn't trust i wouldn't be around somebody like that Mm-mm. i'm fortunate enough to not come across people like that i don't know if i have a certain look or something but nobody i've never been approached mm-hmm. like it would it would blow my mind if somebody was to say that to my face like i hear about it girl but when you see it in your face like what you know how like that mr crab meme where he's like in this like time where he's just like whoa like what is happening or like that that uh white guy meme where he's like blinking like right. excuse like, me like that was me i was excuse like me. oh oh yeah what's going on is this, is this the twilight zone like what is it am i still am i being punked <laughs> like what is this Girl. that was a terrible time i might have i don't know what like i'm glad i'm not in situations like that because that's really gonna put me on the spot Girl. like what do i do like do i just ignore them Girl. do i tell them about themselves because some people need to be told now i tell them like yeah. being in school with these folks who like you mentioned color blindness earlier mm-hmm girl i've had several conversations about color blindness and where before i would be more like reserved and like oh well that was kind of trash like poor john he's not thinking now i'm like oh well let me tell you a couple ways why you was wrong you know what i'm saying let me tell you how you got me messed up or whatever because i think that just how racist people can be bold in in their racism and really believe in in their heart of hearts that what they're saying is is not racist but it's just truth then let me just hit you with a few actual facts you know in in that same boldness yeah so i think that if someone were to hit you right now with some with some stuff i think that you would be probably be bold with it because you have to challenge people yeah i think people get really comfortable being around like-minded people Mm -hmm. and then they come across somebody that gives them like the real like a whole different and they're like idea and they're like whoa okay i gotta rethink like who i am as a person (laughs) no or they they just shut it down it's one or two like some people are receptive like they they're open Mm -hmm. to new ideas and then you have some people that are just like they're just gonna push back regardless like so who child that reminds me of another conversation but Let's move on because okay. I, I don't want to get mad. Get mad. Yeah, it's cool. But what about? Okay, so we talked about this before, like off 
the mic, but what what would you say? How old were you when you realized, like, dang, my black skin is like low key lit, like it's popping for real. <laughs> That's what I say. Like, unfortunately, like I'm sorry for the people that are like have issues with their, you know, their blackness, but I cannot, I cannot relate because mm-hmm. once I realized, like, just looking at my skin tone, I remember being like. I don't know i was very young i do remember that and i'm just like looking at my skin and mm-hmm. my arms i'm like i'm like really brown like through and through <laughs> like <laughs> and i'm just looking around i'm like i'm so different like i don't know why i'm different uh-huh. but I, I i suddenly realized like i'm a different person like i'm not you know we're all the same inside yeah. but my look is different my experience mm. is different how i'm treated is different like it really hit me but at the same time like i really liked my uniqueness like mm. i felt like this is this is it like i really i'm like dipped in you know gold like <laughs> I, you just you become like super self-aware like yeah I'm I'm black. Like yeah. <laughs> that comes I, with a legacy, honestly. Ooh, yeah. How about you? I I was thinking about it, but um my mom, she did not let me shave my legs till I was thirteen. Girl. Okay, I can relate. You know what I'm saying? She was like, Are you yeah. gonna wait till you're thirteen? So yeah. my legs was like hairy <laughs> AF. <laughs> so on my thirteenth birthday, um she, finally she got me like some nair. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the little soft stuff so girl i ran in the bathroom like narrowed my legs down and i was like wait like my legs are brown <laughs> <laughs> like hold on, like my toes like they brown right. like in the brown goes all the way up you know to my arms and my back and i'm just like looking at myself like Right. I'm out here like brown, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like it's chocolate dot. You know so like it's not a, like, yeah. I'm, you know, people can see me and they see that I'm brown. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like I don't know, maybe all black people have this. Y'all have to let me know if y'all have had some sort of experience like this, to where it just like all of a sudden hit you like I'm out here and I'm black, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? Like, like, and that's just what it is, and it felt so cool yeah like i didn't feel like oh my gosh like i'm you know why or let me is there some way i can lighten my skin or like it never crossed my mind that it was bad Mm -hmm. i just i just thought it was like the most coolest thing like dang people out here like not black right just (laughs) they can't experience this like like i'm really out here And that from that point, just from that little small experience, it impacted me so much because even though I had other issues, like I had low self-esteem yeah. and inse- other insecurities oh, yeah. that, you know, kids have or yeah. whatever, but it was never about my skin. Mm-mm. I was always proud to be, I never wanted to be, maybe I wanted my hair to be longer mm-hmm. Maybe a little less kink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I never maybe some longer lashes. But I never said, "Dang, I don't want to be black." No, never, never. I've always been proud of that, and I think that is so important. Before you can go out into this world, you gotta love who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. Yeah. Like, like, bro. We black, bro. Like, you gotta be proud of that. All the yeah. stuff that we've been through. All the stuff that our people have experienced like 
How could you not be proud? Oh my god! <laughs> like how? I don't understand. It, it really, I just don't understand self hate yeah. because, like, I don't know. I guess I was just raised different. I was raised to be proud of my roots. Like you know what I'm saying? I have strong roots um, from Maryland. Even mm-hmm. like my family's most. A lot of my family on my mom's side is from Maryland, and we basically have like a whole block <laughs> dedicated <laughs> dedicated oh. to like the Joneses. That's my last name. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just like every time I go there, it's just like this feeling like we own land out there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just this feeling of this is lit. Like yeah. how do people? I, I wouldn't want to be anything else, honestly. Yeah. If I came back, you know what I'm saying? I want to be black. Like <laughs> even same. with all the crap that comes along mm-hmm. with it, like. But that makes you you, though. Yeah. Like I, I really, I really hope that what we're saying translates in the most positive way. Yeah. Because I think that it's it's taken us to this point in our lives to where we can really reflect and say like mm-hmm. out of everything I think what you said is powerful out of everything that black people have been through, out of everything that you've been through in your individual life, you would still want to be black. You would still want to be you. Mm-hmm. You like it just really, I don't know, y'all. Like, it just really throws me off to think that there's people. It makes me so sad to my heart, I swear. Like, to think that people don't love themselves or not, uh, enough to to see how great you are. Yeah. Regardless, I know we're talking about black people right now because it's lit for us. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> like, regardless of your skin color, mm-hmm. you should still look at yourself. Not in a prideful way where it's like... I'm, you know, I'm better than I'm better than you, yeah. but just like I'm proud of who I am. Yeah. And why shouldn't I be? I can't change it. Yeah. I can't I, like there's nothing I can do about it. You were given that body by, you know, I believe in God. Everybody has their own religion, but mm-hmm. I feel like God gave he made me specifically how I'm supposed to be made. Like mm-hmm. I've even things that I did have low self-esteem about. We all have that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just I've learned Definitely. to accept, you know, most of them because that's who I am. That's the body I was given. It was it was made for a purpose. Yeah. And what can I do but to love it? But um, also interesting to me as mm-hmm. far as like self-love and self-hate is the hair thing. Oh, my gosh, girl. <laughs> Within the black community, it's always, this is just been, people like to say, oh, it's just hair. And to a certain degree, okay, yeah, we can say it's just, you know, dead, you know, stuff on top of your head you can say that it's dead ma'am um <laughs> but <laughs> anyway <laughs> we all know that this has played another big part of like self-hate mm-hmm. and um my whole thing is based on my experience like i don't know i love my natural hair i love the look of it you know it's a lot of hard work it's true i remember growing up (laughs) as a kid like i didn't really see a lot of black women with natural hair oh no it was always like straight hair and when i was a kid i used to just ask my mom like big mom like please give me a perm like i want to look it was because i wanted to look grown (laughs) that's what 
I was trying to do. I never understood that it had layers of, you know, trying to be more mm-hmm. Eurocentric and assimilate to ah. the society. I didn't understand that yet. I just knew that I seen pretty black women wearing straight hair. Mm-hmm. So I wanted straight hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I did for a while. And then, you know, it just naturally my hair just came back out. And I'm like, I really like it. Like, I didn't get to experience my hair as an adult, my mm-hmm. own hair. Mm-hmm. And when I did... I was like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> why am I getting, I don't hate anybody. If you want to relax your hair, um, first off, I understand because A, it does take a lot of maintenance. It takes work. It yeah, takes hours. It ain't easy. To put in your hair when yes, you're, girl. when you're, you have sure. Afro textured hair. Hello. <laughs> it's not a joke. Okay. We got that kink. Um, like girl. me. Child. Yeah. It's saying, I oh, like, got that. Like me and Jerrica. Yeah. We got that. <laughs> we got the little kinks. We got, we got the kinks. <laughs> But it's crude. But um, I I see a lot of opinions about black women's hair Mm -hmm. specifically, and it just really irritates me because, first off, I'm gonna just say this right now: as a black (laughs) woman, do what the f (laughs) want to do with your hair because it's always going to be a problem. Exactly. Somebody's going to have an issue with it. Exactly. Weave natural, relaxed locks, locks. Buzz cut, big chop. Yeah, somebody gonna be mad. They I don't know mad. why they mad. Cause it's not their hair. What you mad for? <laughs> like, like damn, put your hair in a ponytail like you do, and co- and call it a day. Call it a day. Like damn, let what us. What you like, want with your hair? But we are very, you know, my mom does hair, so we are very creative. Yes, and our hair is so versatile. It is. Literally, you can have a little short bob one day and thirty inches the next. And who, who go check me? Who who? <laughs> I'm feeling like a whole new person. <laughs> like, okay. You really can't tell me nothing. Like, come on. Like, I yeah. love it. But I, I feel like it's always been like people have always came for us because of our hair. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like that's something else that has um, contributed to self-hate for some yeah. women. Um, mm-hmm. Just trying to, you're trying to be something for somebody else. You'll never win. Girl, ooh, that's powerful. <laughs> You'll never win. Ooh, girl, that's powerful. Why even attempt to do it when it's not possible? Mm. Girl, let me tell you, in the Navy, you know that, like, my the, regula- the hair regulations that they have for people who aren't in the military, they have, like, this impossible standard. They just changed it to where girls can have, you know, a bun that's bigger than, like, three inches, right? Or they can have locks now, which is specifically for black for black women. So it's like before the standards were so European, our buns had to be little. We couldn't have like a braid in our head. Like the braids couldn't be any sort of design. Mm. And we used those for protective styles and right. things like that. And I can remember being kind of early in my in my Navy career. Two things with that. One thing, this girl had locks and she had like I mean, she her she had her locks for a while, but she wasn't allowed to have locks. So every day she would come to work with this stupid like wig. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was like it was like the cheapest wig you could find. Mm-hmm. You know, just enough hair to put it in a ponytail, basically. And you you knew that she had locks because as soon as she got in her car, she would snatch that wig off. Mm. And I'm like, how stifling is that to where you have these beautiful locks yeah. and you can't even wear them? Because the Navy said you can't. It's not allowed. Literally telling you that you can't be yourself is not allowed. And yes, I get it. That's the military. You're supposed to conform and things like that. But dang, it's hair, bro. Right. 
Like, how is that stopping you from doing anything? Your job. It's yeah. not what's on top of your head. It's what's inside of exactly. that you need to be worried about. Like, exactly. People I, get so hung up on stupid stuff. Girl, it was to the point where I can remember I got braids because my hair I went through. So I went natural, like, in 2000. 13 or 14 and it was such a transition that I would always have braids in my head and I would get you know braids were expensive so they would cost like $180 at the time to get you know some the twist or whatever individuals and I would go to work and they would say oh your bun's too big or you can't have that and I would like cry I would Mm. have so much anxiety be I would be up two hours early trying to get tight braids now yeah trying to get my braids into this bun that would like fit their standard and I would always end up having to take you know braids out in the middle or just getting stupid cornrows which is like okay I still want to have a life on the weekend I don't want to walk around freaking cornrows (laughs) so it's like it was so just restrictive it was so restrictive and just not being able to even live a life on the weekend because I had to make sure that I was always in this standard whereas white girls would come to work with highlights and low lights and bangs and nobody would say anything to them you know what i'm saying but me if my if my bun was half an inch off it was up and it would be so neat and so cute and pull it back and they would have these sloppy buns hair flying all over the place Mm. walk right by nothing would get said to them i would get stopped almost every day i had so much anxiety and there's women that are in the professional world that deal with those same things to where they can't even put their hair in a high puff you know what i'm saying like or they're forced to press their hair which is like that's so damaging to your hair yeah that's um, you know like i work more so like in the office setting yeah and every time like i'm going you know i I typically like to go for jobs that pay well (laughs) so in in those settings you know you go in for interview and you see that it's not a lot of people that look like you Mm. so every time i do like going for like an interview for these particular jobs i always have to be very mindful of what i'm gonna have my hair looking like like i love I love box braids. I mm-hmm. love faux locks. Mm-hmm. I love to have my fro out. Like I love black, you know, hairstyles. Mm-hmm. But when I know when I'm going in some of these places where I'm, I'm going to be judged off of things like that to some degree, um, I just have to be. It's unfair that I feel like I have to be mindful and I can't truly like be myself yeah. and you know be like as creative as I want with my own oh my look gosh. because they're worried about the wrong thing. Yeah. And it's only like you said with mostly black women because any other race of woman they could rainbow do, hair, they could, mermaid <laughs> hair, like they could do, you know, if they want to do different looks, you know, oh if you if I dye my hair a certain color. It was actually a story I read. Like this, mm-hmm. this black girl worked at I don't know if it was Hooters or something like that. And she had like blonde highlights. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh no, only natural hair colors. But obviously the white woman that worked there they're not naturally blonde right <laughs> you know they're not naturally redhead and they're able to express whatever yeah. color they want on their hair but because we're supposed to be yeah have black hair that's apparently the only type of hair we have and who's to, <laughs> and who's to say that there's a whole tribe or whatever in africa where they have blonde hair and blue eyes yeah i've seen that you can't say that who's saying that that black people have so many different phenotypes like that's so tiring like y'all need to grow up it's hair like i'm i'm glad now like it was just what just a year ago or maybe two where they were saying like oh black women can wear locks in the professional Mm -hmm. world because one lady got fired or Mm -hmm. something 
for having logs. Yeah. Like people get kicked out of schools. You hear about these babies oh, yes. getting kicked out because they have yes. that job made me so this, the little girl mad. with the puff, like yes. she had a and it was such Lots. a cute puff. Yeah. And then like she got kicked out of school because her hair was too Braids, whatever. Like all of that. Which okay, which gets me into a simulation because I think a lot of people say when black women wear weaves or when we straighten our hair, We're like they automatically assume, oh, you're trying to be something, you know, you're trying to be a different race but you do realize that some of us are denied jobs <laughs> for wearing our natural Hello. hair you do realize that or it's some viewed as unprofessional viewed as unprofessional like it's we crazy. literally lose out on money when we don't have these more eurocentric looks like that's what we've been taught since day one like our grandmothers were wearing wigs hello and you know what i'm saying doing certain things to make themselves look quote-unquote presentable yeah Oh my gosh, it's so, so terrible. That is, is so terrible. Thing. The hair that grows out of my head is not enough not for you. Right. Please get out of here. So, once again, it's another thing that plays on the psyche of black women and definitely black mm. children is I'm not enough. This is the problem. This is something I have Ooh. to change. So, do you think that, like, that definitely plays a part? and self-hate would you say oh definitely that's why i think that is so like multifaceted because it's not just like the uncle ruckuses you know and and auntie ruckuses (laughs) of the world that are just Mm -hmm. mad because they're black but it also comes with another layer where you've been told maybe that you weren't good enough as a black person or you don't see yourself in in the world Mm -hmm. you don't see someone that looks like you so you automatically think that that's wrong Mm -hmm. so i think that if i had to put like a a pin in this to say if you are struggling with self-hate and if you do feel like your black skin is not enough start exploring that Mm -hmm. figure out what your why is because everybody's why is different so i i can't I can't relate <laughs> that way, yeah. but I do understand that we all go through different things and those things shape us into believing who we are right now. Exactly. So if you have these self, this, this hate about yourself and you want to change it, explore, you got to know where it came from to know how to get mm-hmm. rid of it. So figure out what that is because your skin is beautiful, baby. Yeah. You are a goddess. Okay. Yeah. You are a king, you are a queen, and you deserve to live your life loving who you are. Yeah. So don't take any more time hating that. Yeah. Take some time out to figure out what that means for you and go girl and guy. And if you already love yourself, like that's what's up. Because like, <laughs> like hey, share the gospel with yes, other black people. Let these people know y'all like yeah. like hey, we brown. Like, right. come on. We influence so much. Like, so much. So like people wanna do the things that we do. Like we are pop culture to <laughs> in a large degree. Okay. So like <laughs> I don't even understand why you would not embrace the fact that you pretty much like run this. Like, you running the whole like the whole thing right now. Like they trying to be uses. They're trying to be you. They getting their lips plumped. They getting their booties plumped. Getting their tans. <laughs> they getting tan. They get melanin shots. You know they have like melanin shots now. <sighs> like they're doing so much to try to be uses and you out here like not even loving who you are. Like get it together, girl. Be you. Okay. Love you. Love you. Yes. You gotta be your own best friend. Mm. Like you really do. You mm-hmm. got to stand up for yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to nurture Girl. yourself. Like, 
Girl. You really do. You got to protect yourself. Like, yes. Be a big cheerleader. Oh, my gosh. I love this conversation. I started off being very upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> I seen oh you goodness. getting in your... Girls getting so bad. Girl. Y'all, I had tears in my eyes. I was about to go off. <laughs> but it actually turned out to be really good. We're. I think we got to keep talking about this. Like, I thought that we could probably, like, put a pin in it on this mm-hmm. just one episode. But nah, bruh. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> we got to come back with another. Another yeah. one another one <laughs> <laughs> but as always thank you jrk for being here i love what you gotta say my homie yeah. y'all me and jack have been friends for like how long like since 2005 yeah do the math it's been a minute <laughs> it's been a while she's been sticking around like a oh lord fungus, but a fungus no <laughs> we're just talking about stuff hey you gonna call me yeah, a fungus that's how i show love man. nah <laughs> bro you got me messed up a fungus you know i'm wow. playing with you i'm so offended oh whatever but thank y'all as always for listening and we will see you on the next one bye bye